The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. As always, it's hosted by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You can go there and you can watch LSU baseball. You could watch Astros baseball if you're a sadomasochist, and you could watch them not <laughs> score and suck. I'm in Houston. I can't even watch the Astros, so you got that going for you. They got 136 draft years. They got a menu to die for. Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. All right. Um, the Saints, guys, they haven't had – too much news this week. They've had a lot of draft prospects coming in. Um, they had a tight end I've never heard of. Uh, but Dave, I'll start with you. Um, odds that they get Jimmy Graham done before the draft. I don't know. I mean, let's see. We are exactly a week away from April 22nd, which was sort of the date that was thrown out there uh, for when Graham would get signed. So we're still within there. Um, whether I, you're basically asking if I think that that happens or not. Uh, I think it was a little crazy. I mean, I think he gets yes. I think he gets before the draft, but I don't know if it's necessarily before April 22nd. There's still a good, there's still like a good two weeks between April 22nd and the draft, which I believe is what on May 8th. Yeah, the draft is way too late. I, I need my I need my draft in April. Uh, well, you can get your draft fixed by I watching that damn draft. Kevin Costner movie. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. You know, this is where my life is, is that my wife has all these weddings in the spring. So, like, that's what I'm debating. I'm debating on my Friday night, Kevin. Is it draft day with Kevin Costner or is it some baseball game on the MLB network that I don't give a shit about? That's my choice. Well, no, we're all going to go see that movie, right? I mean, are, can, are, do we, are, are any yeah. of the people talking on this podcast not going to go see that movie? I might see it at the Red Box. I don't know if it's worth paying full price for. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not expecting to like it. I'm expecting it to be cheesy and lame. But if I'm being honest, I'm probably still going to go. I read the write-up about the people yeah, who wrote it on, Grant, on Grantland.com. 
and I was horrified at what they didn't know about football. Like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to guess that 50% of the people listening to this podcast <laughs> have blasted slash made fun of that movie, yet will go see it. Yeah, I've seen all the major league movies. Uh, I've yeah. seen Blue I Chips. Mean, what what is so it? exciting in your life that you would avoid going to see a, a movie about the draft, as no. bad as it could be? I'm a, and I have a low like the, I have a very low bar for sports movies, so. Um, it won't take much for me to, it won't take much for the movie to clear it and be like, eh, it was okay. I mean, I'm mocking it now, but I'll probably, I'll probably be there spending 20 bucks Friday. Yeah. Ticket and popcorn. Uh, I'll be right back. Well, actually, Ralph, <laughs> Ralph, the, the, your correct answer, the correct option is go to the movie theater, but go watch the movie, The Raid 2. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just trust me. I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. Just trust me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, as we get – we're three weeks out from the draft. Andrew, is there any sort of sense that you get by what the Saints have done to make a guesstimate as to what they're going to do during the draft that you feel kind of good about? Because I know you've been you've been breaking it down. You've been breaking down all this. You, you broke down like 15 centers and like outside linebackers out the wazoo. So you go you don't just go like three or four players deep. You go like 20 deep per position. So do you have a guesstimate on what you think the Saints are going to do? I just did a draft board. I just did a draft board on Saints Nation that all the listeners should go check out. Um, I did the 50 players for for the draft board, the Saints draft board, which eliminated quarterbacks and the such. Um, but yeah, you know, Ralph, to be honest, the mo- more I think about this, um, the more I think the Saints almost have to go offense with the first pick. I mean, they've done enough with the defense and they, they've kind of, you know, with Jairus Bird being the big splash and Champ Bailey, which was a, I think, a significant signing. Um, I, but then you look at the attrition on offense. I mean, they lost four guys that were pretty big components to that offense. I mean, Brian De La Puente was a 16-game starter. Darren Sproles was traded. Lance Moore was cut. He was, you know, a receiver that was very much in the mix. And then uh, Jed Collins. So really four starters are gone now. They've already replaced Collins with Lorig. Um, but um, I just don't really see any way around not going offense. And as deep as the draft is at receiver, um, you know, I keep coming back to Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham Jr., um, those two in particular at 27. If either of them uh, were still out there um, that late, you know, in the first round, I would be ecstatic to get either of them. So I keep going back to offense, and because receiver is so deep, I think you could get a pretty good one at 27. Deep. Kevin. Deep. My theory on the draft with the receivers being really deep is I think some of them might surprisingly fall just because teams will be like, ah, we'll get a receiver in the second or, or third round. And Andrew, quote me a right if I'm if I'm right if I'm wrong on history, just interrupt this interrupt Kevin before he starts to talk. But I don't think the Saints <laughs> have ever drafted an LSU person number one, correct? Uh, was would Dalton Hill your second he, round pick? He was second round. Uh, you might be right about that. So, Kevin, on the homerific that's awesome scale, if the Saints would pick Beckham number one, how much fun 
would we be able to have draft night and how big of an erection would Wang have? Uh, I think Wang would have a pretty big erection. Um, I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just looking. It's like, what, what is the goal with Odell Beckham? The goal? Like, I, I, like I, There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like, I'm legitimately asking a question. Like, like what is the goal? I mean, is the goal to have him as a number one? Or, or is he just supposed to be the 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 great number two? Well, I think you just want think, a starter. You know, I think you when you draft in the first round, I think the, the, what you hope for is that you're able to get a starting quality player out of the first round. I think they. Oh, no, I mean you know, the only reason I ask that, and look, I'm gonna come off like some. I hate to be the asshole here. Well, actually, I kind of revel being the asshole. Um, <laughs> he's six feet tall, so. I don't look at this guy like he's going to be a number one. I mean, you know, shouldn't the Saints be looking at a guy that's a bit taller, potentially more durable to be, you know, Marcus Colston's replacement? That's if they're going to draft a wide I mean, I, I, kind of, I kind of view Jimmy Graham as the number one of the offense ah, in a lot of ways. Touche. Touche. Yeah, I mean, Dave, isn't isn't the I guess the if they draft Odell Beckham at twenty seven, isn't your hope that he'll be Devery Henderson, but like twenty percent better? Uh, I don't know if he necessarily fills the exact role that Devery filled, but I mean, I, I think you expect him, like Andrew said, to start right from the get go. I think you expect him to be maybe like like Kevin said a really good number two, at least early on in the first two years. But at some point, I think you definitely expect your a first-round draft pick wide receiver to be your number one guy after a little while. Um, Devery Henderson was never really a number one guy. So uh, in some ways, well, you said 20% better. Well, he was, better, he so was picked in the second I, round. Oh, you, I thought he said 27th overall. No, that's what. Yeah, yeah. well, all oh, right, all oh, right. Every, well, yeah, well, no, I mean, yeah, okay, well, right, but I, you still expect, regardless of where Devery Henderson was drafted, I think you're still gonna expect uh, a number one draft pick to be better than than Devery Henderson. Um, yeah. 
And obviously, uh, Beckham's what, like 5'11"? Six yeah. foot? He's six feet. Is he six foot? So, I mean, he's I think listed as 60, so I'm sure that means he's 5'11". Yeah. So right. an interesting, so an interesting, um, an interesting tidbit is that when the Saints drafted Meacham, um, he was the 27th pick. Um, yeah. So the same exact pick as where the Saints pick. Um, curious if you guys feel like the Saints got 27th overall value and mileage out of Meacham based on the career he had with the Saints. Absolutely mm. not. I mean, yeah, so you I think he's slightly underperformant. Under, I, I slightly, I mean, I would, I don't even know if I would throw that adjective in there. Uh, I mean, you don't, you know, I think, he, I think that Meacham's kind of a fan favorite because he's had a handful of really awesome plays. Um, yeah. You know, the Meacham round, obviously that was huge. And I mean, I think that that. <laughs> You know that you know fans love that kind of stuff, and I mean also, I mean Meacham just just the nature of his position, he's always kind of making big plays, you know. Uh, so it's always super exciting, and you always kind of remember those big plays, those sixty-yard catches, those seventy-yard catches, or whatever. So, but I mean, I, I would say for the course of his career, I mean his numbers are his overall stats are nothing impressive whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I think you expect a, a Marcus Colston out of the first round, uh, not not a Meacham. I, I think Meacham is like a third or a fourth round draft talent. Uh, well, you know, you know, it's interesting. I mean, if, if as successful as the Saints have been under Sean Payton, they actually haven't been great at picking first round picks. I mean, you got Reggie yeah. Bush, who yeah. I think was a disappointment he, for second overall. He didn't live up to the expectations. Meacham was one of the better ones. And you got Cedric Ellis, who um, by the time he was done was a disaster. Malcolm Jenkins underperformed. Patrick Robinson, I mean, the jury's still out, but, I mean, it's not looking good for him. Ingram, the jury's still out, but I'd say so far he's kind of underperformed. Um, Cam Jordan's been the one huge success story. And then Vicaro, the jury's still out. But, I mean, that's not a great track record. Yeah, Cedric Ellis is one of the sneaky, awful draft picks. Because he, he's one of those rare people, Andrew, oh, yeah. that, that, like, got worse as he went along. Like, he, he showed a, like he showed promise. And after the, during the Super Bowl year, you're like, man, he's coming along. He's going to be solid. And then he just sunk like a stone. Yeah, well, and I mean, but, but what's but what's worse about I mean, both of these guys, Meacham and and Ellis. First of all, they traded up to get Ellis, which pisses me off even more. <laughs> was that they didn't stay where they were? I think they were at like fourteen or something like that, and they traded up to eight because they like Cedric Ellis so much. So not only so, so they get double points for being so shitty at scouting that they thought that this guy was the the guy that they needed to trade up for. And the whole thing with Robert Meacham, too, if you remember, they needed defense. Taking a wide receiver in the first round was a big question mark and, and very questionable at the time because they really needed help on, on defense. And again, it was a situation where they were like, well, Meacham was just so high on our board and it was just too good to pass up. You know, it wasn't a position of need. We took we absolutely took the best player available. I mean, again, he he in the grand scheme of things, like they probably could have might have served themselves better uh, drafting uh, 
a, def- a, a defenseman. Now, if they're going to pick somebody like Cedric Ellis, then then they might as well have taken Meacham. But here's who who got picked, and they don't really have anybody. Eric, they could have picked Eric Weddle. Ugh. In 2007, he's okay safety. They could have picked Ben Grubbs, the guard. They could have picked Joe Staley, Craig Buster Davis, who was fucking terrible out of LSU. They could have picked Greg yeah, Olson. Man, I mean, they didn't terrible. really have they didn't really have Paul Puzlonski. They didn't really have too much good defense there, Dave, at, in that range. You know, I mean, not saying that not saying that Meacham was the right pick, but defense there would have been a really a kind of a stretch. Um, well. is there any other actual Saints news before we finish the uh, most hated Saints ever bracket? Not really. Just that Not, they're hosting. A, a they're hosting. They're hosting players. Uh, they did host a safety, uh, which I want them to pick because I want Rob Ryan to play twelve safeties at once. But um, <laughs> Kevin, and get the flag. 12, put 12 safeties on the field at once and get the flag. Exactly. Kevin, <laughs> before we get to the bracket, if Rob Ryan picks another safety and the Saints draft another safety in the first round, <laughs> how many safety slash Rex Ryan foot jokes will me and you make uh, for the 2014 season? The over-under in Vegas is like 2,000. Oh, I th- I personally think you have the potential to uh to to top that. I I really I think you'll get the ball rolling. I'll come in with a few and and just drive in some runs. I think you'll be doing the heavy hitting. I will. It is, I'll people my Twitter feed followers will drop by fifty percent on draft night because it'll just be nonstop jokes of safeties until I what I what I want to know is how has no one not gone on YouTube yet and created a video of men without hats safety dance with some Rob Ryan collage of safeties and him that doing some dance that needs to happen. we need to get it we need to hire an intern and have them do that yeah well what I don't know well who's that uh <clears throat> excuse me uh what's his name LSU freak yeah, he do it. He'd... Somebody needs to reach out to LSU freak and have him get on it. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get to this yeah. bracket. All right. Number one seed, uh, Dave. I'll start with you for this one. Number one seed, Aaron Brooks versus Onomo Oje. Is that how you say his name? Onome. Onome Ojo. Yeah, he never caught a pass for the Saints, I don't believe. But Dave, start us off. Aaron Brooks versus Ojo. Um. Oh, you got to go with Aaron Brooks. And well, first of all, I don't even know who What's the other the guy is. But uh, uh, challenge with challenge, challenge with O. God. So, so Slash, God. Worst saint ever. Yeah, uh, it doesn't even really matter that I don't know who that other guy is because either way, Aaron Brooks is going to win. I think a lot of guys on Canal Street Chronicles have Brooks going all the way and taking this thing home. Um. But uh, you know the backward pass. <laughs> I think uh, I think I think we have to mention that here. Um, yeah. And uh, and and the grin. I think that's <laughs> the other big thing we've got to mention when we're talking about Aaron Brooks. You know that grin as you're walking off the field after you've just thrown an interception to lose the game. You know you want you want your starting quarterback to be laughing. Um, or no emotion. That's what every, 
at all. You don't have to necessarily be mad. Just... Yeah, I mean, my, uh, you know, my memories of Aaron Brooks are being like in Baton Rouge at LSU Stadium after <laughs> Katrina, and I mean th- those four games. I mean, those were just those were some of the most miserable times ever. Um, so uh, this is Aaron Brooks in a landslide. The one thing I will say about uh, Jim Hazlitt, the one, one of the moves he did do that I really, really appreciated was when he yanked Aaron Brooks in 05 and put in Todd Bauman and just said, we're fucking tanking it. And, the Todd Bauman experience. Yeah, and just basically tried to ensure that the Saints would um, <laughs> pick as high as possible. So I did appreciate that. But, Andrew, is it kind of unfair that – Aaron Brooks is so hated. I mean, the dude did win a, the first playoff game in Saints history. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that gives him a little uh, a little rope. You know, I mean, I, I, he, he played pretty well in that season, and uh, there was a lot of excitement. I mean, he got the big contract thanks to that run he had at the end of the season and then in that playoff game, so – um, you know, he had a, he had one season where I think he had like 24 touchdowns and six interceptions. Um, so statistically, he always put up okay numbers, decent numbers. Um, I mean, he was the king of mistakes at critical times. <laughs> He's not clutch. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the grin, the, the backwards pass. I mean, he was, I mean, he was very, very talented. I mean, I, I would venture to say just arm strength, pure raw skills. I mean, he was a top five, maybe even higher in, ter- in, in the NFL at during his prime in terms of just sheer talent, um, but just dumb as rocks. I mean, liter- just literally just did not have the brain capacity or the IQ to be an NFL quarterback. Just he just didn't have it in him. Um, but, you know, he was so talented. I mean, he, he could get by at times. I mean, he could make plays and he could. Uh, he was exciting to watch at times because he was so skillful that sometimes that would take over and, and he would make plays. So um, it's a little unfair, but I think he brings a lot of it on himself just because um, he, he, he just could not have handled some of his, you know, some of his media time and any worse. I mean, I remember one comment he made when Jake DeLome left the Saints and had a tremendous amount of success with the Panthers um, Jake DeLum was previously his backup, and he said, well, Jake's a good quarterback on a great team. I'm a great quarterback on a good team. Um, and, I mean, that that's just the kind of thing that, that you know, separates you from the fan base, separates you from your teammates. It's just it's just pretty unfortunate. So, Are you... um, Ojo, uh, I think Ojo was a Hazlitt guy, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, he was, I think. I thought Ojo, yeah, he was in that era too. But mm-hmm. Ojo is just your another typical Hasley guy that was big and fast, and uh, I think he had played like 17 seconds of football before joining the Saints, and he was from Nigeria and didn't know how to catch, didn't know how to run a route, didn't know how to do anything, but he was fast and big, so that was good enough for Hazlitt to draft him. Um, and of course, he was a complete disaster. So he was a complete but he never, joke. Did, he never caught a he never caught a pass in NFL. I don't, I don't think he, I don't even think he ever saw the field. So you can't have him on the most Saint hated Saints list. But do you vote Aaron Brooks, Andrew? Yeah, Brooks. Yeah. All right, uh, Kevin. Before you vote, I'm gonna just say this about Aaron Brooks. Uh, he got a he got a hard deal with the Saints because he 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 hurt his shoulder and the Saints didn't they Saints didn't have the balls to or the correct 
whatever to bench him when he should have been benched mm-hmm. in, in whatever year mm-hmm. that was in oh two or oh three. Yeah, you can't really blame mm-hmm. him for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's on Hazlitt. He should have benched him. I mean, the thing about I'm going to vote Brooks because you, I'm not going to vote for somebody that never saw the field in a regular season game. Um, but I will say this for Aaron Brooks: his 2000 game where they went to San Francisco, he threw for 200 something, ran for 120, is one of the most fun games to watch a quarterback play in Saints history. But I still fucking hate him because of the grin uh, and the backwards pass. So I vote Brooks. Uh, Kevin, your vote. Brooks. I don't even need to explain it. You guys have dealt it uh, for me. I don't want to think about him. All right. So that means he goes through. All right. Our next matchup, I'm, it, it's Rick Venturi versus Buddy D. Now, I know a lot of people out there are probably like, Buddy D, he did the talk show. He's not on the Saints. Why should we hate him? Yeah, he was annoying with Squirrel. Some people loved him like I did. Some people didn't. But I'm going to tell you why Buddy D has to be on this list, unfortunately. And he needs to win a couple of rounds. He is almost personally responsible for Ditka being the coach of the Saints. Now, Andrew, you might remember this, and Kevin too. You know, when they hired Ditka in 90. Seven. They didn't have the internet really. They didn't have, you know, they had cable, but the main way people, their opinions and stuff were formed about the Saints was Times Picayune and Peter Finney, Jim Henderson's commentary, which would only happen during the year, and Buddy D. And Buddy D was doing a show in Mississippi with Ditka, and he was beating the drum for Ditka, beating the drum for Ditka when they, after Mora got fired in middle of 96. And Bill Kuharik, after mm. Benson got rid of everybody, he, Bill Kuharik didn't have a contract and hired Ditka, tried to hire Spurrier, and basically Kuharik hired Ditka because he knew that would be a good PR move. It would save his job. So he did it, and he made Buddy D happy, and everybody was happy. The Saints got great pub. So Buddy D is responsible for Ditka, who is still in this tournament, so I'm voting Buddy D for this one because he is R. responsible R. for Ditka. But, Kevin, explain <clears> to the <throat> people the suckness that was Rick Venturi. Oh, oh, I am so glad you came to me next. <laughs> I'm so glad because you know what? I don't want to give fucking Andrew and Dave a chance to say, well, the, uh, he makes reasonable arguments about Buddy D. I'm going to vote for him. No, no, no. Here's why you're going to vote for fucking Rick Venturi. This <laughs> motherfucker. This motherfucker is the epitome of failing up. <laughs> it's true. Okay? We all know motherfuckers that fail up. Okay? And we despise them. They get chance after <laughs> chance after chance. This guy, seriously, Isaiah Thomas would look at this fucking guy and go, Whoa, Rick, <laughs> maybe you should have fucking retired from football. Okay? That's motherfuckers who might know about basketball. This guy is still shows up on the radio here in St. Louis and these assholes here respect him. Respect him. And he was a, he was a fucking assistant coach for the Rams in 06, 07 and 08 and they were fucking terrible. They were terrible then. And yet, oh, we got the coach Rick Venturi. This guy has no business. I wouldn't let this fucking guy go near <laughs> children to coach them 
He survived three. He's a, he was with more. He survived Mora, Ditka, and Hazlitt. This guy was yeah. all, look. Think about listen, that. This guy was a fuck. Listen, he played quarterback and defensive back. How the fuck do you play that? He obviously <laughs> wasn't good enough for either. He did that at Northwestern. So he starts in the Big Ten as an assistant coach at Purdue. Eh. DB coach at Illinois. And eh. then he gets his dream job, the head coach and gig at Northwestern. Guess what he fucking does as the head coach at Northwestern? Did he win any games? One, <laughs> 31 and one. Oh, wow. The fact that wow. they kept him for three Good years. Stat. The fact that he, that they, that they fuck. He, he went over in two seasons. <laughs> Two. The first and the last. The first and the last. Okay? Man, and the fact that they fucking at, kept coming him. out with the, the stats. Fact that, I Because this is Rick fucking Venturi, and this motherfucker, and let me tell you something. When he's buried, I'm going to find his fucking tombstone, and I'm going to carve how goddamn terrible a coach he was in that fucking tombstone. If anybody, if anybody eulogizes this guy and says this was a great leader of men, somebody better throw a fucking shoe at him. Somebody better throw a fucking shoe at him. I know they threw shoes at Bush, and somebody threw a fucking shoe at Hillary. Some motherfucker, they need to throw a fucking, sh they need to throw an entire fucking payless at this motherfucker. <laughs> if somebody says at this guy's eulogy, hey, he was a leader of men, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Because after he went to Northwestern, he went to the Canadian Football League as an assistant, and because they had a winning, uh, a winning team down or up there, because it's fucking Canada, he goes. He finally starts in the NFL, and he never looks back. Sadly, he go, he goes to Baltimore when they were the Colts. He goes along with Indy, stays, bounces around, got to be an interim head coach in 1991, and when they were an interim head coach, Jesus Christ. What, what interim head coach in 1991? Ah, shit. What the hell did they finish in 91? 1991, they finished 1 and 15. <laughs> 1 and 15 as an interim. Interim head coach. And then, he, let's see, he got to be an interim again in 1996 with the Saints. And let's go. And that's after Giants. Moore got shit. Beat the Giants. So let's go see. Hang on. He had one I'm win. Gonna, he I'm had one win. I'm positive. In he had one win against the Giants. That was it. Yeah, they went three and thirteen in nineteen ninety six. Three and yeah, thirteen. Yeah, but he was like he was like one and seven. This guy, I mean, this this he's a dead man walking. He is a he is the walking dead. He is the walking dead. He's of living, coaches. breathing failure. I mean, he like. He got he was he was a linebacker coach with the Colts. Then he got to be the DC. Then back to being a linebackers coach. Then got to be the DC again. Then the linebackers coach. Then the interim head coach. Then he got bumped back down to being the DC. Then he goes to Cleveland. He goes to Cleveland in '94, becomes the DB. Then the DC. Then gets fired, becomes the linebackers coach. Then the interim head coach for the Saints. They kept him on in '97 under fucking Ditka. Assistant head coach for those fucking four years. Fucking, he survived Mora getting fired. He survived Ditka getting fired. And then when fucking Hazlitt got run out of town, he was Hazlitt's DC. 
He survives Hat. Well, no, he doesn't survive Hazlitt. He goes with Hazlitt to the Rams and stays with Hazlitt there until Hazlitt gets run out. And then after that, he's 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 finally he's finally done. He's finally done as as a head coach. So or as a coach. Period. So you. I mean, this guy is terrible. He shouldn't be fucking coaching. He shouldn't have been coaching. You, you he shouldn't have been coaching. Excuse me? You vote Venturi? Yes! All right, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Venturi, I, I used to always joke, had naked pictures of Tom Benson because how he survived going from Mora to Ditka, and then after the Ditka atrocity, somehow he's on Jim Hazlitt's staff, and everyone, every Saints fan is like, huh? <laughs> How did he manage yeah, to Benson, stay on the staff? Right. No Dick, one could Benson believe it. Like everybody, except for Venturi. They they fired ev- everybody, and somehow Venturi was the one holdover. I guess because they were so excited at his one win against the Giants as an interim head coach. But um, I'll tell you this: Kevin mentioned a lot of stats um, that were great. I'll say this: he was the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns in 1995. They went five and eleven that year, and then he left because they went extinct. <laughs> so he literally, the Cleveland Browns ceased existing the year Rick Venturi left. He has that kind of power over franchises. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at at, at, at yeah, how how well these States. teams Thanks did. A lot, Rick. Yeah. So you're voting Venturi too, but Buddy D. Uh, Birth uh, yeah, did go. Uh, I'm I'm voting I'm Buddy voting Venturi. Buddy D's a fucking mook, okay? But he birthed Ditka. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Rick I'm Venturi, voting Venturi. Rick Venturi Rick Venturi predates and postdates Ditka. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Ditka or Venturi I mean Buddy D or Venturi. Have we lost Dave? We lost Dave. Dave. Are you there? We lost Dave. Aww. But it's three. It doesn't matter because it's. Well, no. It, he could make it two two. Right. Wait. Did he hang up? I guess he did. I'm calling back. Did he have to go play fucking pool? He had to go play dad. He couldn't. He couldn't take your profanity anymore. He couldn't Kevin. take it. Profanity. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next one then. Uh, Wait. What? There you go, Dave. Uh, uh, D, uh, Buddy D or Rick Venturi? Rick Venturi. All right. Boom. <laughs> All right, next yeah, one. Did that. you guys talk about I'm why telling, Rick I'm Venturi sucks so bad? We yeah. did. Kevin. Yeah. Do, uh, yeah. Did you not hear me? I, <laughs> Got him no, covered. I murdered <laughs> this man. He murdered. He wants. He wants. Not only does he want a shoe thrown at Venturi, he wants a whole payless thrown at Venturi. Hey, All I'm right. warning you guys right now. I'm picking Venturi over Aaron Brooks. All right, Dave. This one I'll start. Uh. With you, Mike's or Andrew? No, th- Andrew needs to start one. Billy Joe Tolliver, Andrew versus Mike Cirillo, who had to be added late by the committee. Not Cariello, yeah, well, Cirillo. First of all, <laughs> first of all, Billy Joe Tolliver holds the nickname Billy Joe Turnover oh. for a reason. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, lumping him into the quote-unquote Billy Joes is the biggest favor you could ever give him. Because he is by far and away the worst half of that equation. He was a chance. Um, he, I mean, 
he was the poster child of Mike Ditka. I mean, he he was he was the suitable replacement for Heath Schuler. Um, and barely, didn't they, bring, didn't they barely, bring him on after Holbert blew out his Achilles the second year? Yes, yes, yes. And oh, uh, he 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 was um, he was barely better than Heath Schuler, barely. Um, Cerullo, you'll of course know as the the Bounty Gate rat. Um, the rat um, who who scribbled a bunch of stuff on a piece of paper, and the NFL counted it as evidence. Um, man, I don't have time to recount the whole. Y'all, people should go read Reed's book. Um, read Reed Gilbert is that his last name? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, they should go read his it's book like, to get it's like a full lot on Amazon. Yeah, it, it, you'll get a full recap of Mike Cirillo and his uh, his whole deal, but. Uh, so I'm I'm on the fence here. I mean, picking between these two, um, I have vivid memories of Joe Turnover and how how much he angered me with his play. Um, I think Cerullo is probably more damaging to the franchise, and I think just in general more of a spineless human being. So uh, I think I'm going to pick Cerullo. All right, I'm going Cerullo too, but I want to tell this story from Reed's book, and this is we're hawking your book, Reed, so you owe us. Um, but so his, he lied so much about different things. I mean, coaches, family members fucking die on a Friday, and they coach on a Sunday. Like, like you can debate whether it's good or bad, but that's just what they do. This dude missed like four games for like personal reasons, and Joe Vitt got so fed up with it. He he said that his I forgot it's something his, his his kid or his wife or something got in an accident in Oklahoma. Joe Vitt was like, fuck it. Benson, get the private plane. So I'll go with you to Oklahoma. I'm going to fly with you to Oklahoma to, to be with you in your time of need. Because Joe Vitt knew that he was full of shit. Um, he ruined the whole fucking 2012 season. I hate him more than fucking, maybe even more than Goodell. Because, whew. So, so real, oh, that's who I'm voting for. Dave, you go. I'm so I'm so fucking fired up about that's, it. That's that's a lot of hate, man. It that's is a lot of hate. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cerullo is obviously he's he's not ranked properly because he was a late addition, so he's ranked 51. Grossly underseated. He Grossly is. Under- yeah, he, he he probably ought to be. Well, he's definitely top five. You could even argue maybe top three, but um. So and I think we obviously. For obvious reasons, don't like Mike Cerullo, so I, I definitely go with Cerullo. One thing, quick thing about Cerullo, me and me and Andrew, when we were doing the seating, we we got him confused with Ornstein, and we were like, <laughs> he's not an employee of the Saints, he's not, you know, and that's why yeah. we were arguing, we were we were on the same page, and we that's why he wasn't in originally, I think, wasn't that it? I, I appreciate you, I, I appreciate you lumping yourself in that, but that was totally my mistake. That was you, I don't remember, that's so long ago. Uh, yeah. Kevin, have you voted yet? I have not voted yet. Um, vote. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna go Cerullo. All right, all right. Um, this next one here, this one's this one's a tough one. Um, it's Alex Molden and uh, Ken Stabler. Uh, I'm gonna vote for. Oh God, this is so hard. This is this is so hard because people are probably like because because. Alex Molden is a long time ago, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna let Andrew or Kevin uh, explain Alex Molden why we why he is so hated. But I'm just gonna go over uh, 
Ken Stabler's uh, 1983 season with the Saints uh, because he that was the first chance the Saints really had at a playoff spot. He threw nine touchdowns, 18 interceptions in 14 starts. He completed 56% of his passes and was fucking atrocious on so many levels during that 83 season. If he was if it happened today, Canal Street Chronicles would just burst into flames like four times. They blew multiple leads because Ken Stabler was old and decrepit and looked like a homeless man and threw back-breaking <laughs> interceptions against the Jets on Monday night. Just that it was just fucking atrociousness. I'm going to vote Ken Stabler, but Andrew, explain to the people why Saints fans hate Alex Molden. Well, once again, another uh, Ditka move um, that no, blew Alex up in the Saints' face. Oh, was that, was that Mora? That's Mora. Late Mora, right? Yeah, late Mora. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 96. <clears throat> Man. First round. Oh, I guess. So it was Naoli. 11th that was overall. Dick's first, first pick ever? Yeah, Naoli was. Okay. Okay, so Alex Molden was 96 then. Um, so, yeah, I picked 11th overall. Um, yep. and he was supposed to, he was supposed to be the next Deion Sanders. I mean, he, he was promised yeah. to the Saints fan was a shutdown corner, um, that was basically going to for cut the field in half and force the football to be thrown on the other end, other half of the field. Um, and, uh, what the Saints got instead was, uh, you know, a comparable to Jason David. Um, if, if you modern Saints fans yeah. remember Jason David, uh, Alex Molden was on par with that. Constantly yeah. toasted, um, injured often, um, and I don't even think he lasted in the league half as long as Molden did. I'm, I'm sorry, as, as long as Jason David did. No, Alex um, Molden so, played a long time, man. Yeah. Surpri- oh, he played from 96 to 03. He played seven Eight years. seasons. Yeah. Eight seasons. Oh, that's longer than that. Oh. That's not as long as I thought. I thought he played longer than that, but still. Um, and, Andrew, you forgot the main point. The Saints passed up Eddie George to take Alex Mould. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, that, that's and that's something that lives in history. I mean, Saints fans. I mean, if you pick like five of the worst things that ever happened in the Saints franchise, I mean, you know, it's kind of like the urban legend of between Saints fans is, yeah, we passed on Eddie George for Alex Molden. So that that kind of goes down in history. Um, one of my favorite anecdotes about. Ken Stabler is um, my dad, and you know, obviously he's a big Saints fan, and he he despised Stabler, um, but uh, I rem- he, his nickname was the Snake, and uh, my dad would always tell me how ugly he was and that he looked like a snake, and that was the nickname. And uh, one time, you know, they they get him in an interview and they put the microphone in Stabler's face and they say, "Hey, Ken, wh- why is it that they call you the Snake?" And he just goes up there like an idiot and says. Oh, I don't know. I think it's because I run zigzag. And uh, that just sent my dad over the edge. And uh, he <laughs> likes to tell that story. He says, no, you know, actually, they called you the snake because you were fucking ugly as sin. Um, but um, anyway, so I, I always find that funny. But for me, it's molding. And that's just because that, that wound is still I, I don't remember Stabler. And that wound is still very that gash is still open. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously he prevented the saints from having Eddie George. So, 
Um, even though through no fault of his own, I still blame him for that. Stabler pulled the trick where the Saints were winning 20 to 19 in Dallas, and he was so old and decrepit he got sacked for a safety, and the Saints lost by. They were a first team to be up by one to lose by one. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> Dave, Alex Molden, or Ken Stabler? Uh, I think you got to go with uh, Alex Molden. I mean, the Saints took him with an 11th, uh, 11th overall pick. And, I mean, you're comparing him to a guy who just played the back end of his career with the Saints. I mean, I'm not really so sure why they should have expected huge things from Stabler. I think his best days were in in Oakland. So, both, I mean, I, I don't think the two are really... players, that's what that was. Yeah, well, but I mean, and I mean, I just don't think that they're comparable. You're talking about a draft pick that had so much promise compared to a guy that they took, that they were hoping to maybe get a little bit more out of before he retired. Um, so, I mean, I think you got to go with Molden for sh- for shizzle. Kevin, I'm going with Alex Molden. Um, <clears throat> if you look at guys that played uh, five years. Like, he was in New Orleans for five years. So comparable guys with five years of experience at the position include such luminaries as Corey Chevois, if I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, Antonio Gibson, Kelvin Hayden, Paul Lankford, Lee Bodden, Brett Maxey, and Deron Jenkins. So there you go. There's a real murderer's row. (laughs) Brett Maxey was pretty damn good. Oh, this one, this one is, uh, this one is, this one's going to be a, this one's going to be a hundred to nothing. Just, a, this might be the most blowout of the first, of the, of the first round games of them, all of them. And I don't know who, who gets the pleasure of doing this one. I guess I'll give it to, uh, I guess I'll give it to Dave, but everybody can have their rant. Dave, we got Jonathan Sullivan versus Irv Smith. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think, uh, Jonathan Sullivan is, is got a nice high number six ranking for, uh, for a reason. Um, he was drafted what, I mean, obviously the first round, but what, what was he? He wasn't first overall, was he? No, they traded. He up. was like the six, six pick. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, and they gave up two first round picks to get him. Yeah. They traded two first rounds for him for the for the sixth pick and Arizona's second round pick. Yeah, so so they gave up. You know, this is this is this was way worse than uh, than than Cedric Ellis. Uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of of thinking that they wanted their guy, and I mean, he just was too heavy, weighed too much, too lazy, didn't seem to care. Uh, about wanting to to get in shape. Uh, I mean, he was just a complete disappointment from the very beginning. Andrew, do you have it? Do Do you remember the 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 famous Jonathan Sullivan story, or do I need to tell it? No, I can. Go um, ahead. Well, first first of all, Irv Smith in his own right, he was a first round pick and a terrible tight end. Yes, he was. Um, that that disappointed as a first round pick. Um, but yeah, this is a blowout. First of all, I mean, obviously you give up two first round picks to get him. Um, so obviously the expectations, he's picked sixth overall. Um, they're huge. They're huge. And actually, you know, I felt like Hazlitt up to that point had a good track record. I mean, he drafted Darren Howard, Terrell Smith, 
Deuce McAllister, uh, Dante Stallworth, who was good at first, Charles Bentley, Charles Grant. So he had some decent drafts. And so up to that point, I think everything he had done in the draft gave him and they didn't have some red flags. On, they didn't have red flags on Sullivan. It wasn't like everybody like the TLA yeah. and everybody was like, he's a lazy yeah, fuck. He you know, he yeah, I, I don't know. Flags, how, I, man. Obviously, obviously <laughs> they didn't do their homework. Thought they were cherries. Obviously, obviously they didn't do their homework. <laughs> but uh, so there, there's two two kind of things about Jonathan Sullivan. And I, obviously he's the pick. But um, the first story is that um, he was <clears throat> basically benched and he went uh, he, he was inactive. You know, he was one of the, on the 53 man roster, but he was inactive for game day. And instead of being down on the field, hanging out with the team or what have you, he and another player um, decided to go up to the media room to the buffet um, to hit the food, to get some free food um, during the game. And, uh, of course, they get ratted out. The team finds out, immediately cuts the other player. Uh, but they can't cut Sullivan because he's the sixth overall pick and they gave up two first-round picks for him. So, so he stays on the team for probably another six six weeks before he gets cut. Um, when he left the Saints, he was traded, I think, for a seventh-round pick or maybe a conditional seventh-round pick to the Patriots um, and lasted about a week there. Um, but I remember when he was traded, um, and I was told this, uh, I can't remember who, who I heard this from, but a real estate agent, you know, obviously he, he had a nice signing bonus, so a real estate agent went in his house to try to sell his house. And when they went inside his house, I mean, clearly this was a kid that didn't take care of himself at all. The, the real estate agent opens the cabinets and the cabinets are just stuffed with open containers and food wrappers and just like that's where he put his trash <laughs> in the cabinets. So literally, uh, I mean, the dude just couldn't take care of himself. He was a slob. He was lazy. He, he was and he was picked six overall. I mean, the. By far the biggest draft bust and biggest disaster player in team history. Kevin? Yeah, look, I mean, all that shit, <laughs> all that shit's getting spelled out. Uh, actually, wait, what was the other, wasn't the other, uh, isn't there another, like, famous anecdote about, uh, <clears throat> about sports writers? I don't I think the only thing I can think of is is that the, the story that Andrew. Told. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Well, no, 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 no. Well, hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. Then you can just say yes, it's true or whatever. Yeah. So, so the story goes is that Jonathan Sullivan is injured and can't play. Yeah. And instead, and instead of being down with the team, on the field, or, you know, for you know, minutes, how, Andrew just told that. Were you like? Oh. Doing power bombs? What? <laughs> Sorry, I was paying attention to my dog. I apologize. I know. It's all right. Were you talking about when he hit the buffet? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. already covered that. He hit the buffet, and Hondo yeah. did like a commentary on it. It was just spiteful and beautiful. Um, yeah, it was great. So it's Sullivan. Um, all right, this next one, I don't know who to go to. I, I guess uh, Dave, you can go Wait, with was that a clean? That was a clean sweep, that was right? A clean sweep. Uh, okay. Uh, Chip Miller versus Ricky Williams. Yeah, you know, I, I I hate to beat a drum here. I mean, I've said this before. I mean, Ricky Williams. I mean, Ricky Williams was a disappointment because of 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 what the Saints did to get him, and 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 what uh, you know what Ditka did in the draft, trading away all their picks just to get 
Ricky Williams. I mean, I think that's you. You got to blame Ditka for that. You can't. You can't blame the victim. You can't blame Ricky Williams. Um, I mean, it was nearly impossible for him to live up to to the hype, and he. He had some, you know, he had a couple of decent seasons. It wasn't like he was a complete disappointment. It wasn't like he was Jonathan Sullivan. Uh, so for that reason and that reason alone, um, I'm going to go with Low Miller. <laughs> I'm going Low Miller, too. The Saints got rid of Morton Anderson, but they used to have something in the NFL before they had regular free agency. They had Plan B, where you could like protect 45 guys on the roster, but you had to let other ones be free agents. And they let Morton Anderson go, and he went to fucking Atlanta, which is bad enough. But then the Saints are like, "Oh, we got Low Miller. He's good. He's good on kickoffs. He'll be really good he's, at he's kickoffs." Been, no, he's been to the Pro Bowl. He's been to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was so fucking terrible that. If you talk about a stretch of bad kicking for the Saints, Low Miller qualifies. Even even as bad as Erksleben was, Low Miller's stretch with the Saints was that fucking terrible. So for that alone, he couldn't, he couldn't make extra points. Yeah, I mean, that, extra he, points were an adventure. I know, that that people make it like a ninety nine percent clip. So that's why I'm going yeah. Low Miller. Uh, Andrew. Well, I just remember Low Miller was, I mean, and, and at the time he, he had been a pro bowler, you know, so when the Saints got and him. And a Super Bowl winner. The, yeah. The, yeah, and a Super Bowl winner. So the promise was, yeah, guys, we know we lost Morton and that's horrible, but we've got this guy, Chip Low Miller, who's really, really good, and he won't miss a beat. So you're thinking, okay, well, at least the kicker position's on lockdown because that's the one thing we've had in the Mora <laughs> era. Um and, uh, of course, he, he goes on to miss extra points. And, I mean, he was a disaster. He lasted about three or four games. And then I, I remember very well, because I was in the Dome for this game, um, he was replaced by Doug Bryan. And I was in the Superdome for the first game he played, replacing Chip Lowmiller. And his first kick was an extra point, And he put it right down the middle through the uprights. And the, and the Superdome gives him a standing ovation after an extra point for making it after the, the turbulent ride they had just had with Chip Lomiller. So um, that's my anecdote there. Um, Ricky Williams, you know, I mean, as bad as that trade was, um, at least he returned two first-round picks to the Saints um, by getting traded to the Dolphins. So I feel like that doesn't excuse what happened. That, that that's That's not an even trade, but at least... I mean, you look at the return the Saints got on Jonathan Sullivan, for example. Um, at least the Saints got something out of Ricky, and and Ricky was able to be traded because Deuce McAllister was on the roster, and um, obviously Deuce made us forget about Ricky pretty quickly. So, Kevin, have you, I'm have picking. You, I'm going with Low Miller. Have you or have you been playing with your dog, or have you been paying attention to the? Pie? Actually, I have been playing with my dog. Very, I, I've been playing with my dog. He's right. actually he's he's very nice. Um, That's not all. He's yeah, been I'm gonna playing go. With. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chip Low Miller, even though, like, it just feels weird saying, yeah, I'm gonna pick a guy that only was with the team one year, but fuck it, you know, like Dave, Dave, Dave makes a pretty convincing case. Like, it's not Ricky Williams' fault that Mike Ditka was a fucking idiot, and the GM at the time was a complete du- moron. And don't forget like, Buddy D. Apparently, yeah, yeah, him too. And it's just like. He, you know, he wasn't 
totally terrible, but at the same time, he, you know, when they traded him, they got stuff back for him. So, eh, why not? I'll take I'll take Low Miller. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next bracket is Jake Reed versus Gil Finnerty. Uh Gil Finnerty was fucking so bad. He played two years for the Saints in 1991. Uh, in 1990, he fumbled fucking four times um, in 73 carries. That's fucking atrocious. Two of those fumbles were inside the 20-yard line against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They cost the Saints a game. They lost 6-3. to three. Uh, Yeah. I think was it six? I'm gonna pull it up now. It's either six to three or nine to three or something. Like that, that that actually earned him the nickname Fumbles Finnerty. They lost nine to six. Yeah, he was fumbling Finnerty, so that's why I vote Gil Finnerty. Jake Reed, eh, I don't. He was he was old and decrepit by the time the Saints got him. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. Well, the reason I hate Jake Reed is because he had one job to do. The Saints knew he was decrepit. The Saints weren't expecting anything out of him on the field. But they gave him a contract anyway because he was Dale Carter's half-brother. And they, they said, all right, Dale Carter, he likes, he likes the party. He likes the drugs. <laughs> he you're loves the drugs. You're a respected guy in the locker room. You're a proven veteran that's been successful we're going to sign you. We're basically going to give you an NFL contract for a year to be a babysitter. We're basically giving you a contract to be a glorified babysitter. And your only job, you don't even have to produce on the field. Your only job is to keep Dale Carter, your half-brother, in line. Um, and he failed so miserably at that job that Dale Carter was suspended 24 hours after signing his first contract with the Saints. So are you voting um, Jake Reed? Oh, I'm voting Jake Reed. Kevin? God, that sounds terrible. Um, like, I guess... Uh, man, he was on the... I mean, that he was on the playoff team, though, right? Jake Reed, he was. He oh, was. yeah. No, yeah. Jake Reed, he was on the playoff team. Yeah, he was on the team. I think they signed him <laughs> before they signed Dale Carter, but same thing. I mean, they were keeping him around. Because, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, look, I mean... Ugh. Look, I I know I I I know very little about. I guess I understand very little about Jake Reed. I know absolutely dick about Gil Finnerty. Play that Jesuit. But, but I'm well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy went to Jesuit, so fuck Jesuit. I'm going Gil Finnerty, and uh, I'm gonna throw <laughs> my arms open and yeah. say, uh, "Come at me, bros." Dave, brother Martin for life. <laughs> Yeah, he did go to Jesuit. Um, I mean, he Fennerty was only a seventh round draft pick. I mean, I'm not sure why, why, why people were expecting, you know, the world of him. Dave, um, all this is Dave. Back when there were 27 rounds in the NFL draft, man. This this was not. This was 1990. 91. Dave, if Ingram fumbles twice in the 20 inside the 20 yard line this year, what's going to happen on Canal Street Chronicles? <laughs> I don't know. I can't predict. I can't predict that. Uh, and uh, I mean, Jake Reed. You guys mentioned it yourselves. I mean, Jake Reed was old and decrepit by the time he ever got to the Saints. I mean, so also, I, you know, these are two guys that I don't think anybody should have expected much out of. 
So it's sort of like, you know, the lesser of two evils here. I'm going to, I'm going to vote for Gil Finnerty just because I know somebody named Jake Reed. <laughs> like I know another Jake Reed personally. So Gil Finnerty wins. All right. Last one of the, this bracket, this first round, Josh Bullock's Roy Smith, Andrew go. Uh, Josh Bullock's another Hasley guy, probably one of the worst safeties in saints history. Um, <laughs> he, 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 he's on par with Tabucky Jones for me. I mean, you know, Tabucky gets a lot of the hate, but, um, Bullock's was even worse, I think, or on par. Um, Roy Smith. Now he's interesting. You know, I mean, everyone talks about Archie and how bad um, his offensive lines were, and that he was running for his life. Well, Roy Smith was drafted seventh overall by the Saints, and I remember at the time. Uh, well, I wasn't born yet, but um, I remember my dad telling me that Roy Smith was um, a guard that was brought in basically and promised, "Oh, things are going to change. Archie's going to be protected. We finally got a guy that." Um, you know, is going to be able to help and keep him clean. Um, well, he was such a disaster. He lasted two years with the Saints before ditching them for the Falcons. Um, and then he was terrible with the Falcons, too. So at least there's that. Um, but I'm going to pick the upset here. As much as I hated Josh Bullocks, and he, he's probably one of my top 10, top 15 hated Saints of all time. Um, I'm going to go with Roy Smith just because um, – he kind of epitomizes the bad blocking that Archie got, which is kind of legendary in Saints lore. Yeah, I'm going Smith, too. Sometimes I feel like all these 70s draft picks we talk about, Andrew, the Saints would have been better just picking out of a hat in the 70s. Yep. So I'll go Smith. Uh, Dave? Oh, I'm going with Bullocks. Bullocks was pretty uh, fucking terrible, I have to say. I mean, he was yeah, he was the Jason David of safeties before Jason da- Jason David was playing cornerback. Josh Bullocks was the guy that you just loved to hate uh, in the back in the defensive backfield. Um, Josh Bullocks was worse than Alex Molden. Well, then actually, I already voted for Alex Molden, so I got to go with Josh Bullocks. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Alex Molden. If you look at his num the when you get to the full eight years of Alex Molden, his not his uh, career is comparable to Josh Bullock's. Well, right, so um, who, are you, who are you going with, <laughs> Kevin? We're gonna have to find somebody's wife or cat or whatever to break this tie. So uh, I'm gonna go Josh Bullock's. Fire it out on Twitter, somebody. All right, let's go. Uh, Dave, you got you somebody, got that man. Yeah. Aaron can, yeah, Andrew Aaron Brooks Rick Venturi. Rick Venturi. Kevin? Rick Venturi. It's got to be fucking Rick Venturi. I wasn't so anti-Rick Venturi until Kevin just had a fantastic rant and you convinced me. I go Rick Venturi. Dave? Rick Venturi. Kevin, Cirillo or Alex Molden? Hmm. Me? Oh. When given the choice, when given the choice between a pile of shit and a rat, I'll take the rat. <clears throat> so uh, I, I'm going so, rat. So I'm, let's go, Cirillo. I'm going the rat as well, uh, Andrew. Cirillo. Dave. Cirillo. All right, Jonathan Sullivan, Chip Lomilla. Jonathan Sullivan is the fucking. Worst Saint, you can argue maybe the worst Saints draft pick in the last ever, ever twenty years easily. Ever, ever. I mean, at least like Nioli and fucking Ricky Williams as bad as you know you know they played. Fucking Sullivan was fucking horrible. I go Sullivan, Dave. 
Uh, yes, Sullivan. Uh, Kevin? I'm going Sullivan. The fact that if I, – I mean, it's you're taking a guy that's supposed to be playing every down or most downs versus versus a kicker. I'm going with the defensive guy. Do we have a winner in the Bullocks-Smith? We do not. We do not. Uh, okay, well, then we'll just go to this next semifinal. Rick Venturi versus the Rat, as I like to call him. Uh, Dave, go ahead. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. That is, you get down on these in this name. Yeah. Um, man, this is really hard. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I'm not, you know, Bounty Gate is over with. I'd like to move on. and uh, But on the other hand, uh, he is an asshole. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with. Mm, who didn't, you know, who, I, I always like to think of it as, you know, who is more damaging to the organization? <laughs> oh, my mind. Oh, man. That, that, who's more damaging to the organization? I'll yeah. take the loss of two draft picks in one lost year over what Venturi did. I don't know. Venturi caused a lot of damage. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with Venturi. That was difficult. Uh, Andrew? I just don't want to give Cirillo the satisfaction of being in the Final Four. I mean, I, yeah. to me, it's like Greg Williams is kind of the poster child of that whole deal, or maybe even yeah. Goodell. But um, Cirillo, I just kind of think he's a pissant. And yes, what he did was damaging, and we should all hate him. But, um, you know, I, I think my dislike for Cirillo is, like, more unhealthy. Like, uh, most of these guys, you talk about them, and it's funny. You know, it, it, the, ex- the exercise is fun to talk about because it's, you know, failures on the field. But, I mean, this is mostly off-the-field stuff, and um, I, I think I actually have a genuine dislike for this guy as opposed to just, like, kind of a, you know, tongue-in-cheek, he was terrible at football. So um, I, I don't want to take him any further. I'm going Venturi. I'm going Venturi, too. Venturi's like coaching herpes. He just – <laughs> Stayed yeah, around, like, yeah, lingered, it's, it's, it's like, and never yeah, went away. Flares up. He flares just, up. He flares up. It was just <laughs> awful. Um, I mean, it's Venturi. Kevin, go ahead. I know who you're. Yeah. So let's just make this fucking four and zero. All right. We still don't have a Bullock Smith winner. No, we we do. The, the the winner is Royce Smith. All right. We got Gilf at Baltimore. Who that? We got Gilfinity uh, and Roy Smith. I'm going Gil. I'm going Gilfinity just because the seeing those two fumbles in person was very traumatic. And fuck Gilfinity. So I go Gilfinity. Andrew. Uh, sorry. What, what was the uh, what was the matchup again? Gilfinity, Roy Smith. Oh. Um. Let's see. Uh. Wait. So Roy Smith won three two, right? Okay. I'm gonna yep. go. I'm yes. gonna go Roy Roy Smith for sure, for sure. Uh, Kevin, I'm going Roy Smith. <clears throat> Roy Smith. All right, so we got. All right, so Jonathan Sullivan, Roy Smith. 
Uh, I'm going Jonathan Sullivan. Dave? Sullivan. Andrew? Sullivan, not even close. Kevin? Sully. All right, this matchup here, this is a titanic one. Rick Venturi, Jonathan (laughs) Sullivan for the final spot in the final four. Kevin, you've been very passionate for Rick Venturi, so make your case. Jonathan Sullivan, by the way, has yet to lose a vote. I just want to throw that wow. out there. Wow. Yeah, well, well, he's ran I, I tell you what. Bracket. Rick I tell, I, we lost one. So, go ahead. I, I tell you what. Jonathan Sullivan's going to fucking lose this vote, okay? <laughs> he's losing my vote, okay? Because let me tell you something. Y'all fucking talking about what? You're talking about, oh, well, well, fuck Mike Cirillo. He did the, uh, he did, you know, one, you know, it was the one thing and it had that one year effect. So essentially that's like having like a big bomb go off. I don't want to say a nuclear bomb because, you know, like the reality is nuclear bomb lays waste everything, but it's, it's, you know, one big bomb going off versus Rick Venturi Years and years and years of carpet bombing. Rick Venturi was herpes. Cirillo was it's, a clap. <laughs> it's it's Rick Venturi. Rick Venturi is the fucking Dresden bombing year after year after year. Okay. All right. Oh shit. So uh, it's like okay, Jonathan Sullivan. There's Jonathan Sullivan's fucking waddling in in college sports right now that are going to get drafted by, that are going to get drafted by pro teams and that are going to eat their way out of the fucking league. It's it, you know time marches on, okay? But holy shit. You don't have to, but holy shit. Are, are I mean, are we ever going to see a guy like Rick Venturi Ever again? I don't know. Seriously, I pray to Jesus. We, I, 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 I don't know whether I should pray to God we should see him or we shouldn't see another guy like Rick Venturi. Whether we should, so that way, so that way, I can fucking solace knowing that another team has a, you know, had a fucking guy survive regime changes, even though he was terrible at his job. I don't know who the, if they have any other – I can't I even think of another guy, person that's even close. A guy that shouldn't be – a guy that failed as a college coach, a guy that was only lucky one year as a Canadian fucking football coach and then and then bounced around with one team in positions and then went to Cleveland and collapsed the franchise. <laughs> the franchise <laughs> collapsed. It collapsed. So, so you it, vote it, – It ended. It <laughs> ended. And then he came to the Saints. So I – mean, think, think about that. Hang on a second. You think about that. The fucking Cleveland Browns franchise collapsed. It only took them two years to do that. It took fucking Rick Venturi and the Hurricane to nearly end the Saints. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> – uh, Nearly ended the Saints being on this franchise. And so, guess what? 
the motherfuckers up here in St. Louis getting respected by the moron sports radio people that just so, love irking, irking guys like me. Hey, coach, how you doing? Fuck you. All right, Andrew. St. Louis sports radio. Andrew. And if there's any speakers from St. Louis that listen, you can tell them I fucking said that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I held. Andrew. Andrew. Vote. <laughs> Fuck Rick Venturi. Oh God, that was that was that was great. Um, but I'm going with Jonathan Sullivan. Ah, <laughs> I'm mad Jonathan, Jonathan Sullivan is the worst player in Saints history. That's Period. a strong statement, Dave. Um, you know, since this is the 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 final of the final four. Yeah, I mean, we can look back and see who's, who else is in the, is in the final four. And I mean, we've got Mike Ditka there and, you know, I think Ditka makes it there because he, he, he was in a position of responsibility and he, and he was the sole reason why, why the organization went so wrong. Um, and, and I mean, I think Venturi, I mean, obviously, Kevin summed everything up, but I mean, I think Venturi's in, in the same spot, you know. Uh, he, 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 for so long, you know, he, he was he was the reason why the Saints really could never get over that hump or, or, and find any success. And I mean, he, he was in such a position of power and made so many decisions that affected everything else. Um, you know, Jonathan Sullivan was just a bad player. I mean, he was terrible. And like Andrew said, arguably the worst player in Saints history. But uh, Kevin was convincing. I'm kind of scared to not vote for Rick Venturi, <laughs> actually, because of Kevin's rant. So I'm going to I'm gonna vote for Rick Venturi. So there it is, final four. Uh, Wait, so who, who's your pick, Ralph? Uh, my pick is Venturi. All right. It's tough, though. It's tough. But it's Venturi. It's got to be Venturi. So it's Venturi, Ditka, uh, Jason David, and every Hazlitt linebacker is our final four. Which so we'll only to. only one one seed made the final four. That's right. Your bracket was destroyed. All right. Uh, let's let's rapid fire Twitter questions and get the hell out of here. Um, oh, we're not going to discuss the other thing. Oh, let, let Kevin discuss. Uh, Kate Upton wants to have her boobs reduced. <laughs> yep. Uh, which is like. Which is, which is. What did she say? <laughs> my wife She's is like talking. That's my wife is like. That's what makes it onto the show about the Saints. Uh, have you not listened to this podcast for the have last? Have you not? Have you not read my Twitter? <laughs> my wife is not on Twitter. That's probably uh, a good thing. Uh, so yes. she wants to get her boobs reduced, Kevin. That's like peeing on the on the uh, on the Sistine Chapel. Pretty much. Pretty fucking much. Now, now, now listen. Before I go into it. Let's just state that if she re- – that, you know, before I delve into being a, 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 a male asshole and a douchebag, she's a, she's a grown-ass woman. She can do whatever she wants. That said, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay? <laughs> the Lord put those breasts there, those immaculate breasts there for a reason. I'm totally never going to get hired by anybody, so whatever. <laughs> the Lord put them there for a reason. And that and, 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 and that is and that is to be a shining beacon of hope <laughs> and justice. Because really what what she is is she is 
She is a renewed ideal that a woman does not have to be waifishly thin to be considered a sex bomb. And she is. She is. She is a sex bomb at 21 in the same mold that a – I'm saying she's in her late 30s. She could be in her early 40s. A Christina Hendricks is for her age group. And again, they're both curvy ladies with nice bosoms. Yes. And that's and that's a marvelous thing. That's a marvelous thing. We need we need women to embrace their curves and say, you know what? Uh, you want to? I mean, you want to say that I look like I ate too many ham sandwiches? Well, fuck you, because I got a del- I've got a wonderful rack, and, and there's about a there's about a million men out there that would flat out murder you. In order to get their hands on this rack. So. Andrew, Kate Upton reducing her breasts, would that be as bad a career choice as John Travolta uh, making Battlefield Earth? <laughs> Works. Uh, I'd say it's as bad of a career choice as starting Scientology. Um, but uh, I, uh, I kind of liken this to the Saints in their current state um, trading Sean Payton for Mike Ditka not Mike Ditka when he was with the Saints. Mike Ditka now. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! That ever happened? I just I'll be just die because I drink myself to death. And 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 here's here here's the here's the here's the kick in the nuts. In my, she says, "quote In my eyes, Cameron Diaz has the perfect figure." Boo! Oh Boo! Boo! Who says that? Kate Upton. Oh yeah, she's she's. Spoken like a true woman. Women love – they love Sarah Jessica Parker and Cameron Diaz, all women. They're like, there's no – there's no. Oh, God. Sarah Jessica – Sarah Jessica Parker is going to run in the fucking bluegrass stakes this year. <laughs> That's right. I said it. We were all thinking it. Hashtag okay. higher help. I got her in a vanilla box. All right. The U.S. Airways thing. horses. They tweeted out a porn picture, but we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah, we're, we got to fire away these these Twitter questions, Dave. Yeah. What are Cadets' chances of making the team, and is there a possibility we see eleven defensive backs on the field at one time? That's from Baltimore. <laughs> who that? Uh, I think uh, Cadets' chances of making the team are very good. I think they definitely look for him to step up this year. Um, and uh, eleven defensive backs on the field. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely possible at this rate. Andrew, this is Sports Cajun. Where does Dalton Hilliard rank among all-time Saints running backs? Uh, I mean, he's my personal favorite Saints player ever. I mean, as a kid, I worshipped him. Um, so, I mean, he, he, you know, when I was first getting into the Saints, he was my all-time favorite. But, uh, I mean, you got to put Deuce ahead of him. Um, whew, I mean, he's definitely in the top five. I mean, you got some guys that are in the mix with him. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm tempted to put him second. Yeah, his his uh his 1989 season is I would argue argue it's the best season by a Saints running back ever. He yeah. he ran for 1200 yards and 13 touchdowns. Eight, he caught touchdowns. 52 passes for 500 more yeah. and five more touchdowns. He had 18 total touchdowns. Uh yeah. the only thing he did bad was he fumbled seven times. Um but shit, even that that's amazing. Um All right, let's and the All dude right. could throw, too. Yeah, I mean, they, they to love to do a little halfback pass. Um, yeah. Kevin, this is from uh, Mandula. What U.S. state 
would you like Russia to annex so the team would be out of the NFL? You can't pick Georgia. Oh, man, what team would I like? So, well, I tell you what, let me ask you this. If I pick a team that has multiple teams in it. You can pick a state. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I mean, that's what I meant. Like, if I pick a state, every team in that state is gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be Florida. No, it's got to be no. New York. No, I, I, I was, I was, well. Actually, no, it's got to be, technically, it's got to be Jersey. Yeah, well, but I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to take New Jersey. Uh, they're, you know, whatever. Um,. I'm going to take Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. You hate to steal one. Because here's the thing. Fucking Philadelphia fans, they can they can go sit and screw. But really, I'm eliminating the Pittsburgh Steelers to get rid of all those bloated fat yinzers and particularly the one bloated fat wannabe yinzer. I know, you know who you are. You can go fuck yourself. Dave. This Hashtag higher held. This – this is from Near Shea. Chase Dixon, a tight end, visited the Saints, small school receiving tight end who played mm-hmm. at wide receiver. Career stats, 117 yards and four touchdowns. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, they probably would have asked that same question uh, about uh, Pierre Thomas. Or they probably would have asked that same question about Marcus Colston. Or they probably would have asked that same question about uh, Jari Evans. Or they probably would have asked that same question yeah, about Akeem Hicks. Uh, There's a lot of players currently on the Saints roster that come from small schools or come from schools that nobody's ever heard of uh, and wind up flourishing in new Orleans. So, Trust uh, Loomis. yeah, you've got to exactly listen to the, the voices in your head. Um, you know, the fact that the saints are looking at them, you know, that means they see something. So just go with it, man. Be cool. Don't uh, mind. Why, why, why do you got to question the organization? <laughs> it's their job. It's not your job. You're just a fan. All right. A couple, we got a couple more super Saiyan saint Ralph. What's worse. The Astros bullpens are Jenkins and Harper in 2012. Uh, as Andrew said repeatedly, they were the 87th and 88th ranked safeties in 2012. But the Astros bullpen out of, out of 88, out of 88, out of 88, the Astros bullpen is so fucking atrocious. Uh, I'm actually like 10% glad that that they the Astros aren't on TV that we can't watch them because I think they would drive my wife into a homicidal rage if she had to watch them every single night. That's how bad their bullpen is. Uh, Andrew, this is for you. Who is the worst legit media person on ESPN? Uh, Skip Bayless. Kevin, should I write a piece on the Saints cast as the Avengers or wrestlers? Who is that? That would be Super Saiyan Saint as well. Uh... If you're allowing me to consult, I would say the wrestlers, if not do the Avengers, because that's more, you know, probably more pop culture relevant with people. Two more, and then we'll get out of here. This one is for you, Dave. Or this one's for you from Alfredo. Which saint had the greatest gun of all time? Had the greatest guns of all time? Gun. No, gun. <laughs> At the risk of being mocked, uh, Forever, what is a gunt? Uh, you think okay. What word rhymes with gunt? Okay. Got now, it. gut. <laughs> gut and that. 
right. Uh, I'm, I'll go with Hollis Thomas. Ooh, that's a good choice. <laughs> I'd vote Norman Hand. No, I won't do that to Norman. Great He's Gravy like, Jackson. That's the winner there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, shouldn't it really be Jonathan Sullivan if yeah. we're – Yes. Probably. Andrew, you get the final question of the night, the incredible meep. Uh, can the Houdat Nation p- possibly compete with the Falcons' ability to embarrass themselves over the toughness crusade? The hell is that? That's uh, – yeah. That's, I'm not even familiar with the toughness. That's uh, Arthur Blank saying they need to be tougher because Vaccaro hit Matt Ryan the first game. Oh right, they right, didn't right. Like it. So the question is, could the Saints ever embarrass themselves like that? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Next question. <laughs> there is no next question. That there was is, it. There is no. I was uh, doing it for effect. So. Yeah. Oh, no, we got one. Rosenhaus. One, two, I guess, Andrew, if you could ban one current player from the NFL, who would it be and why? Ooh, any player? Any player. Oh, wow. Uh, oof. Man, I wish I had time to prepare for that one. Um, well, I feel like it's got to be a Falcon, right? Julio Jones. Uh, well, Julio Jones, if you're saying that you're concerned about how much he can hurt us. Um, I mean, I would love to – see, Roddy White, I hate him so much, but I almost don't want him to go away because then – who would I direct my anger towards? Um, so, oh, man. Russell Wilson, because that would destroy Seattle's budding dynasty and really improve the Saints' odds of winning another Super Bowl. I'm going to pick Ooh, Richard Sherman. I want to pick Richard Sherman. Yeah. I'm kind of right. that guy. So on that note, this podcast of 145 minutes comes to a close. Actually, Jeez, I'm really? Thinking, You're shitting can I, me. Can I pick Jim Harbaugh? You can. can. (laughs) So, uh, on that note, for Dave, go to Canal Street Chronicles. They have drafts, all your draft needs. Andrew's breaking down positions 50 deep. And Kevin is on Twitter talking about Kate up boobs. That's really all you need in life, folks. So, for all of them, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Until next week, uh, be safe. Draft in three weeks. Boobs. Final four.